Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to another episode of the Ahmed Khan podcast. Today we are joined by a special guest, brother Ayad, who's been a very close friend of mine in Vancouver. And alhamdulillah, we've had a lot of great conversations with one another. Um, and today, inshallah, hopefully we'll have an exciting one as well. Um, thank you for joining us, bro. Jazakallah uh, khair for having me, bro. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hope you're well, bro. Allah, I miss you so much. Uh, I hope everything is well with you. Um, so today, man, you know, let's take it back to old times like we always done it, bro. Um, see, now, like, I feel like myself, um, you know, alhamdulillah, like, third year now, going into university, there's so much that needs to be done, you know? And uh, one thing that I've really put a lot of stress on myself to to fix up is just you know staying consistent with my stuff staying motivated staying disciplined mm -hmm. and fixing up my schedules as we go into to this like new semester this new year right so like my question to you because like you know i i know like you know alhamdulillah like you've been through a decent amount now it's just like where does one start with that you know where do i begin to find that motivation find that discipline you know fix my schedule up let me know bro Mm -hmm. yeah man you know the beginning of the because now i'm transitioning to a new school as well there's always so many things going on in a student's mind um you know the preparation for school how am i going to have the best schedule that will fit me so i can get all of my accomplishments done because most of us have goals outside of school as well and the difficult thing i'm always finding is trying to balance everything being able to balance family balance school with one's own personal life and trying to fulfill one's own hobbies. And so, um, you know, I'm based in the United States now. So my school, uh, my school has been going on for about a month and a half. And one of the key things I'm realizing, bro, is uh, on the first day of school, I asked my teacher, uh, Sheikh Hamza, I said, what's one thing I can do to really fix my schedule? And he said, there should be no sleeping after Fajr. And somebody else commented and they said, look, there, there was never a scholar who was born who went to sleep after Fajr. Because those are key hours of the day, man. Those are, those are hours of the day that you get that you won't find elsewhere. And because it's the hours of Fajr, there's so much barakah in there. And so I'm, I'm entering midterm season now. And alhamdulillah, I have never done any, any studying after Isha. Because the moments after Fajr, I, if I spend one hour, it feels like I'm spending three hours at night. And there, there's just something very special about that. Um, and the time of Fajr is also the best time of the day to nourish oneself of the soul. Um, right. And I'm finding that, um, you know, whatever practice I'm doing at that time increases by tenfold, if not a hundredfold. So like, bro, man, like if you, if you, if you want to change your schedule, man, the day begins at Fajr. The day begins then. It doesn't begin after. And any sleep you have after Fedger is only going to ruin your schedule, man. No, I feel you, bro. That's why, like, again, like, when we talked, we spoke about this, like, you know, about a month and a bit ago when we had that call. Um, yeah, that's something I, like, I really wanted to know, bro. And still, subhanAllah, like, I'm still in this position where, like, you know, even a month and a half later, alhamdulillah, like, I've been slowly been able to implement it by the will of Allah, right? But you still find yourself, like, even even now, like I mentioned earlier with you when we were speaking, um, 
that even I'm in this position where like, you know, Alhamdulillah, I have like a set schedule, right? But it's like, I still, I still look at it like, bro, like I need more time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I need more time because when I really, when I really look at my whole life, right? I'm like, how much time do I have really have left? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And am I going to be using that time wisely for the sake of Allah, right? To get my stuff done as well, you know, on top of that, you know, schoolwork going to work you know what i'm saying take care of myself like my body you know health and everything and it's just like it's and i like and yes there's like there's a part of me that wants to wants to do it like hella fast you know what i'm saying get it done mm-hmm. right away i obviously want to do that but at the same time i'm like if i do that i know i'm like jeopardizing the ability to for me to even retain anything that i'm actually like learning mm-hmm. number one and number two like what if I get lost in the process? You know what I'm saying? If I put too much on myself right away, right? So more like, I'm just like, Sam, like saying like, where do I find that balance? Mm-hmm. Where do I find that balance in holding, like, holding myself down to like, keep that sabr, but also keep the discipline to keep going, if you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, you know, one of the things I'm realizing, um, one of the big problems our generation has is there's this mentality that everybody has to go quickly. Like, go, 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 go. You have to get this done at this time and make sure you get this degree by this age. But like, everybody just needs to just calm down. Just take a deep breath and relax. Like, you're, you're not behind on your schedule. Yeah, sure. Everybody has, you know, everybody's life is completely different. For some people, because of the nature of their life, they're able to graduate faster. They're able to get work done. They're able to move at a faster pace than others. But everybody has their own time slot. So just calm down and keep moving forward because things are going to work out. I mean, look at me right now, bro. I'm 20. I'm about to be 24. I have a bachelor's degree and I'm heading. Now I'm beginning another bachelor's degree and inshallah master's. And I continue, you know, inshallah PhD after. Right. Mm. This is a very long process. Oh, yeah, bro. This is a minimum of 10 years. And to me, I'm like, look, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. That the qadr of Allah has decreed that this is where I'm going to be. And it's just something I'm going to have to live with, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I trust the process. I trust the plan that Allah has written for me. And there's actually a beautiful saying of Umar ibn al-Khattab, radiallahu anhu, who said mm-hmm. that if God had presented me with all of the destinies, I still would have chose my own. Wow, you know, it's crazy that you mentioned that because that's something I've been thinking about for like the past two weeks now, subhanAllah. Mm. Like, you know, like I see all these people on the street, you know what I'm saying? Like some of them are like successful in one way. Some are successful in another way. Some are, you know, given certain challenges that others are not to get mm. what I mean. And I look at that, I'm like, like, yes, it looks appealing, right? You know, like, wouldn't you want that? But at the same time, I stop. I like I step back. I'm like, bro, well, what about my life? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My life is exactly where it needs to be, how it needs to be, and like in every single aspect. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Like, what's there to complain about? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because there's people out there that have a lot worse than me. Mm-hmm. They do, bro. They do, they do. But you know, just just ultimately realize, you know, one of the ta- you know, uh, Sun Tzu wrote his famous book, The Art of War. And it's like a set of mm. military tactics that one can use. 
but the devil has his own playbook as well and he uses these weapons against you and mm. one of his most potent weapons he uses he put places doubt in your mind he makes you doubt yourself and think you know am i really going to make it mm. am i really going to be successful am i really going to make it to law school to medical school to pharmacy school you know am i mm. really going to make it right and that's when he gets a lot of people down is with these doubts but if you trust in your plan and you continuously work hard on it things will move and the blocks will fall down and this you know the, the, the there's no there's no there's no secret to this it's well known everybody knows and for me you know i've you know i really had to make the decision right after i completed my bachelor's did i really want to go to law school is that really what i wanted to do and I, you know i think this is a very important point uh, to hit home with people um you know we we get we get stuck in this dichotomy you know should i do something which is meaningful or should i do something that will make me a lot of money right that's Dude, that's like the, that's, that's the great puzzle of life oh man uh, and on top of that you know there's always marriage on a person's mind thinking where does that where wow, does that fit? Sadduck, bro. Where does that fit in the line? And all these ideas are coming at a person. And it's no wonder that people are starting to break down. It's no wonder mm -hmm. that people are beginning to doubt themselves. But at the end of the day, the people who are firm in their resolve are the ones who are going to make it. And in the famous mm -hmm. book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, the author says that um, the people who survived the Holocaust who, who were the ones who realized that there was one freedom that nobody can take away from you. And that's your freedom to choose your own mentality. And, oh. the, and the people who said that there's, all, that there's all hopelessness, that there's all despair, we're never going to make it out alive, they never made it out. But the ones who trusted in the plan of God, the ones who realized that they just need to keep pushing forward, they were the ones who made it. And within those people exists the potential for all of us. All of us have the potential to become the richest person in the world. We all have the potential to be one of the smartest, if not the smartest in the world. But it comes down to a matter of priority. And one of the things I remember telling you was, um, you know, on my wall, I used to have, you know, a clock, which I drew by hand. And I dedicated every single hour in the day, 24 hours in that clock. So at this time, I was going to be studying. At this time, I was going to be working out. This time was dedicated to my family. And I remember the profound change it had on me. And I remember I was able to balance, you know, work life, school, family, podcast, all of these different things. And yeah. the one thing I told myself is, why didn't anybody tell me this earlier? Thanks, subhanAllah. Why did it take until I was 23 years old to learn how to somewhat prioritize my time? Uh, right? I wish this was a, yeah, and I wish this was a life hack I learned when I started university. Bro, like, no, I feel you on that because, um, like you're saying, um, you know, like we, when we spoke about this last year, when we spoke about this last year, you, you talked to me about specific things that you went through, um, when you had turned 20. Right. And, um, specifically going back to what we, what you call, what you like to call the intellectual awakening. Right. SubhanAllah. Like, Cause you know, there's spiritual awakening and there's intellectual awakening. And like, like you said, like, you know, it's not that everybody 
what comes to an intellectual awakening as much as it do to a spiritual spiritual awakening. So kind of kind of going off what you said right now um, about like I wish somebody had told me earlier, right? I I like I I think that way too, right? I think that way too, but that kind of also goes back and falls into how we also like, you know, like we spoke about earlier, we need to trust in the Qadr of Allah. We need to trust the plan of Allah, you know? Mm-hmm. At least Allah put us in this position right now instead of later on. What if what if we never ended up feeling this? What if we never end up getting this intellectual awakening? You get what I mean? And something you said about, um, you know, when you touched on the Holocaust and those people that had that mindset, you know, it's all about mindset. I was, I was just recently, about two weeks ago, one of my friends sent me a video on YouTube. It was just like... Um, it's not necessarily a podcast, I would say, but it was like, wow, I think it was something that was recorded like years ago, years ago, uh, probably like 1980, 1970. And basically this man, I forget his name, but basically in, the, in, in, in this in this recording, uh, it was like a half an hour recording. He just he just he just says. Um, he says, like, the one secret. A man should should know, right, to being like the best person he can. And the, the secret, apparently, the secret was whatever you think about is whatever you will manifest, mm. right? Whatever you think about is whatever you will manifest. And when I heard that, right, I was like, okay, I've heard this before. It's a cliche, but let's see what this, what this guy is trying to say. So he gets more deeper into it. And, you know, he's saying, like, he's talking, he's talking about the usual stuff, you know, like, if you think negative, it's going to be negative. If you want a positive outcome. It's going to be positive you think about success it's going to be successful right and then interestingly just that day when i was listening to that i went into class it was in biochemistry subhanallah and we're we're just getting into thermodynamics and our teacher a professor goes over the first law in thermodynamics and the first law was that basically every system in this world has um has a set amount of energy that you cannot destroy nor take from, nor can you add to the to the system, right? So at first, I didn't really think too much of it. I'm just concentrating on class. As soon as I step out, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me think about this. I, I put it like into an analogy. I was like, let's say I'm like, I'm a system, right? In life. And I'm born with a set amount of energy that no one can take from or destroy nor can somebody add to, right? Now, let's just say, let's just say this energy that I have, if I even use a percent of it, 2% of it, 5% of it, towards something negative, something unnecessary, I'm ultimately taking away from my ability to reach that 100% of my actual potential. To get what I'm trying to say here? Mm-hmm. Like, subhanAllah, when I, when I thought about that, I'm like, wow, like what I truly think about is exactly what I will manifest. If I have that mindset that I want to get someone to do something, I want to be someone, oh, like first thing you got to do is tell yourself that you can actually do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Got to be real with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible, right? Uh, like, because Allah is always there for you, bro. Allah has got your back. You just got to believe that you can do it. You got to believe that Allah will take care of you while you're in the process of doing it. Like tying your camel, right? Going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was recently speaking because, you know, sometimes you think you're overburdened with Mm. all of the responsibilities you have. You think I'm taking too many courses. 
you think, you know, my family's asking too much of me, I'm working. But, you know, just recently, I was speaking to some of the students here, um, students who were here in the master's program. And the master's program here is literally at least like a eight to 10 hours a day studying minimum. And I found that some of the students were doing another master's on the side as well. And they were balancing two masters and they were succeeding at both of them. And to me, it just, it, it, to me, it reveals that the human being is capable of doing incredible work. Incredible. I mean, you look at someone like Kobe Bryant, Kobe used to be in the gym, you know, 10 hours a day. Yeah. And if he wasn't, he, if he wasn't in the gym, he was icing his body. And at the same time, he was watching game tape, right? So everybody has 24 hours in a day, but the way you prioritize those 24 hours is going to determine how successful you are and how successful you aren't. And the number one thing that I think will fix a lot of people's schedule is their sleeping schedule. Because early, the people, the statistics have revealed, this is a clear fact, agree. the people who wake up early in the morning are typically the ones who are smarter, are typically the ones who are more successful in their careers. That's okay. a fact. And there's no excuse to waking up at 9, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, right? You're, you're, you're ruining your life and you're wasting your time waking up that late. Get up after Fajr and start your day. And I promise you, I promise every single person listening, if you start your day after Fajr, your day will become a lot more productive significantly. And Allah will put the barakah into your life. And even, even just today, I, was, uh, I did all my work early in the morning and I just sat there because I had so much extra time. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, well, Allah, and just like, you, like you're talking about the importance of sleep, bro, to everybody that is listening, I'm a living example of taking this advice to heart, to consideration, because I was somebody before, before the summer, like, you know, I was somebody that would go to bed at 3 a.m. I was somebody who went to bed at 2 a.m. Like I had, I had no schedule to my day. Right. And I just, I didn't care. Like I was like, whatever, it's okay. I was wasting my time on unnecessary things. And then when I really took it to heart to be like, yo, like that's it, bro. Let me go to bed at 12. And let's try waking up at seven at least. I took it into increments, you know what I'm saying? Bit by bit. And subhanAllah, right? SubhanAllah, compared to the first two years of university, this third year now is a world of difference. I found myself in the first two years always handing things in at the last second, at the last minute. I'm stressing over classes that I thought I would never stress over. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Because I was I was doing this to, um, to myself. Like I was, I was the one who was in control of everything, right? But I was putting the, I was putting all the pressure like on myself. I was not getting anything done, right? And as soon as and as soon as I started, I started making an agenda. I'm like, okay, what do I gotta do when I wake up tomorrow? What's the first thing I gotta do? Right? Boom, boom, boom. Let's do that. Boom. I'm out to bed 10, 10 p.m. I'll wake up 5 a.m. Khala, start the day with what? Start the day with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, that's the first thing I put down on my agenda. Quran, right? Fajr at the masjid, right? Try to hit tahajjud, witr if you can in the, in the mornings. Khalas. When you start the day with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? To me, I feel like I'm, the word I would like to use, like, like uh, Mike Tyson does, is impregnable, right? <laughs> like you feel like you're on breakable like that's it khalas like allah's got you for the rest of the day when i start every single day when i start with allah wow it's just a world of difference i i, I can't begin to explain to you the fulfillment and contentment i just have 
just from that, just from that. It sets me up for the rest of my day online, bro. SubhanAllah. And I feel like, I feel like, bro, it's like, you know, you know, once I, you know, I pray Fajr in the morning, I do some Quran or do some reading. I just feel like I have like a shield around me all day. Exactly. Like nothing's going to touch me because I got the protection of Allah. And once I got the protection of Allah, Allah will also give me the success. Right? Because the sex, yeah. success only comes through Allah. Yeah. And so this is it's a very different way of looking at the world. And there's a reason why, you know, our religion teaches to go to sleep early after Isha and wake up at Fajr and stay up. Because yeah. they are the, those are the hours of Barakah. Because, I mean, look at, I mean, look, when I was at university, uh, the night hours was always filled with cramming for exams. And because I'd be so tired and I'd be on so much coffee or I'd been on energy drinks, my mind couldn't focus properly. Mm. But when I would wake up in the morning, I would see all the barakah and I would understand. And I have a friend who would, who would never study for any exam, except he would wake up at Fajr on the day of, wow. drive to campus, wow. go insane for the next three hours. And he graduated with like an over 3.0 GPA. And he, that was the oh. only studying he ever did. <laughs> wow, bro. It's because the barakah is there in those hours, man. And so um, that's, that's probably like the most profound piece of advice I wish I was told earlier on, which I just realized now is stay up after Fajr and get to work right away. Because here's the thing, the more hours you spend sleeping, the more hours there's someone else there who's working who's competing against you. That's that so time. true. Wow. That's so true. So you're trying to get into law school, medical school, whatever school you're trying to get into. There's somebody out there who's waking up earlier. And while he's studying, you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you're falling behind. You're falling behind. And so that's the one thing I would say. But the other thing I would also say, which is just as profound is learning how to manage one's time. And I think the most profound, uh, thing one of the most profound things that's happened to me since i've been here is that i've lost my third hand which is my phone mm. meaning my, I know. My, my my screen time has has dropped to about i think 30 40 minutes a day and about 20 wow. of those minutes is dedicated to my mom Allah dedicated to my mom Allah and, Allah you know there are days where i don't even open up anything i don't even respond to anybody's messages because there's so many things going on Right. There's so many productive and when you're, you know, when you're doing productive things and you really feel like you found your passion, like nothing else matters out of the way. It's mm. my career. It's Allah and it's my family and friends and nothing else. I don't need anything else. I don't need to be, I don't, you know, I've, you know, some people they post on Instagram of, you know, mm. got up at 7 a.m. At, I'm at the gym or I'm studying. It's like, Nobody needs to know that, man. Bro, alive. Who needs to know? <laughs> Who needs to know? You know, subhanAllah. That's so, bro, like, you know, as you're saying this, subhanAllah, like, the one thing that was going through my mind is, like, I have to bring it up. I have to bring it up. I have to bring it up. And it's the whole talk about just social media in general, right? There's something, like, I was just recently watching, um, like, an interview with, like, Floyd Mayweather. And he was saying, I'm pretty sure you know this video. So he was saying, like, he, he doesn't control his own social media. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. And why is that? He says, okay, look, you got 24 hours in a day, right? Let's say you, you, you sleep eight hours. Okay. You sleep eight hours. Now what you got? You got 16 hours left. Most people work a nine to five. That's another eight hours gone. So you're down 16 hours. Okay. Then you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? Let's just hypothetically, let's say it takes you an hour to finish all of those, right? Boom. All those gone three hours down, right? Now what are you left with, bro? 
Mm. Left for five hours in a day. Mm. Five hours. Mm. Five hours to make use of what you got with that little time and, like, up your game. Do whatever you can to be the best person you can be. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And tell me how you're going to use that time to go on your phone and be like, oh, no, she, he lying. Oh, mm. no, she's lying. Oh, what is she up to? What is he doing? Oh, let me, let me, let me see this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, why do you need to know what's going on with people's lives? At the same time, why do people need to know what's going on with yours, bro? Because I promise you, there's, there's so many people that are praying on your downfall. Mm, there's so many nice. people that are praying your downfall, bro. And it might be intentional. It could be unintentional. But people just don't want to see you win, bro. And that's just facts. That's mm-hmm. just facts. Mm-hmm. So, like, grind in the dark. Do your thing in the dark, bro. If they see it, that's because Allah let them see it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Can't stop that. Mm-hmm. But halas, bro, just, bro, as soon as you start doing that, bro, you're putting your your life at a jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? You're you're susceptible susceptible to nazar now. Mm-hmm. You're susceptible to evil eye. And like, halas, bro, you never, you never know when you could get caught lacking. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah, and you, you know, well, that quote from Mayweather, he, he stole it from Muhammad Ali because Ali was the first one to talk about that. No um, way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things my teachers here have told me, they said, you know, you know, they, they, there's like this Arab pro, proverb which says, bury yourself under the grounds of obscurity. Like, mm. don't let anybody see you. Just hide yourself. Let only Allah mm. see you. Because once you start getting, you know, once you start posting and wanting other people to see, the intention becomes corrupt. And 100%. You, you start doing things solely for the sake of others. And I remember, bro, I remember those days when I used to go on Instagram and I used to see my friends all out partying, having a good time. And I used to just be sitting at home and I'm like, my life sucks. Like, what am I doing? I'm just sitting here, just on my phone. And then what, I, what would I, I, and then next week I would force myself to go out show everybody I was having a good time. Mm. And then my other friends would look at it and they would feel bad now. And mm. it's just this stupid cycle where each person is just trying to show off for no reason. It's toxic. People it's don't toxic. even care about you for people, like you said, mm. are preying on your downfall. Yeah. Right? And I said this in last week's podcast, but all you need is one person to look at you with envy and you're going to get evil eye. Mm. Right? You got hundreds of followers. You got thousands of followers. All it takes is one person to look at you and be like, you know, why is Ayad having a good time? Why can't I have Yeah, bro. Exactly. It doesn't even need to be intentional, right? It's just, it could be unintentional of them just saying, you know, why does he have these things? Why don't I have it? Right. And next thing you know, you know, God forbid things start happening to him. Right. And this is is the disease of social media. And if I did a podcast every week on the dangers of social media, I still wouldn't be talking about it enough because it's ruining people's lives and it's Allah corrupting so people's true. souls. Wallahi, so true. Wallahi, so true. That's the, the, like, you know, the damage it has done to me in my past is like, wow, it, I can't even, like, begin to describe it. The second I left it, the second I left it, bro, and I was, I left it at a time where I was, like, at my peak with something that I thought that I had going on. And you're right? a TikTok but- star too, bro. You're a TikTok star too. <laughs> People don't know, but Ayad was, uh, Ayad was pretty oh, famous man. on TikTok. Uh, the Dawah scene, you know what I'm saying? Even the Dawah scene, bro. Like, even then, it still got, it still mm-hmm. got corrupt. But you yeah, talk to corrupt. me. T- talk to me about that. You, you became this star on TikTok. You know, you amassed, you know, a large, large following. But you walked away from it all. And people would have thought, what's Ayad doing? He's giving, a whip, giving up all of these followers for no reason. Talk to uh, me about that, bro. You know, subhanAllah. Okay, so like when I first when I first started doing it, I had like 
I didn't, I didn't know where I was going with it. I was just like, you know what? Like my heart was at a point where I was like, y'all like, I want to, I want people to feel this love that I have for you. Like I need them to feel it too. You know, subhanAllah. So like, and it just happened. So like 2020 Ramadan just finished, you know, and I was going through so much during that time. I was like, just trying to be close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there was a lot of things that was conflicting like me and my intentions and my like soul. And then what happened was like, you know, alhamdulillah, like, you know, a second, the day, the day of Eid, everything changed for me. I don't know how, I just don't know how. I, I just, I felt this insanely huge drive towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar, alhamdulillah. So I, I took, I took the social media because that's the only thing I knew, right, I had. And I started like putting out content, I put out da'wah. And subhanAllah, like within a month, within a month, by the will of Allah, I reached a point where I thought I never would reach. I was like 20,000 followers within a month, subhanAllah. But then, you know, I start, I start getting a little deeper into it. And next thing you know, I'm like, there's all these avenues of haram that are opening up. All these avenues of like so much bad that could possibly happen. It opened up, bro. I was like, where is this coming from? So alhamdulillah, like I was still at a point where like my iman was firm, you know what I'm saying? I like, I wanted to keep grinding. So without even thinking twice, without even thinking once, I would say, I was like, khalas, bro, I just deleted everything. I just deleted, click delete button, khalas, that's it. I, I went ghost. I, 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 I stopped talking to everybody, right? People were scared. People were like, yo, what happened to this dude? What is going on with him? And the reason I didn't tell anybody was because like, bro, why should I tell you, hmm. right? Why should I tell you? What are you going to gain from it? And what am I going to gain from telling you that I actually just wanted to do it for Allah? Hmm. I wanted to protect myself, you know, my deen before anybody else's deen. And I feel that something like people, people nowadays, they look at, they're like, oh man, like they completely like push that aside. You know what I'm saying? They'll tell somebody something like, you know, they call to call them towards good, mm-hmm. right? They'll be like, forbid the evil. Like we're supposed to, you know, it's what we're supposed to do. But like, how are you gonna say that and then not do it yourself? Like mm-hmm. I like I get it. Like you know, people struggle with different things. But like, be firm upon what you're gonna say. And that's something I struggled with. I'm not gonna lie. If you like one of my closest friends, I won't mention his name, but you and I both know him. Uh, he told me that he's like, "Yo, like, bro, you're saying one thing. The next thing you know, you're doing another thing. Like, be honest with yourself, man. Is this what you really want to pull out? Mm-hmm. Is this something like, bro? Because that is dangerous." right yeah. hypocrisy we all know this is very dangerous so i was like Khalas, bro, let's get rid of it i didn't think i didn't think anything of it i just got rid of it and i just went low-key bro wallahi bro when i tell you never have i ever ever tasted more sweetness in iman ever since i've done that i Allah. mean that with my whole heart my whole Allah. heart because i was never i was never exposed to anything else after that in terms of like seeing what's going on right looking at something haram, consuming something haram, you know? Wallah, it changed my life. It changed my life. Just to sit there, be with Allah, you know, the people. And that's something That's something a lot of people ask. They will say this. They'll say, bro, how do I leave social media? How do I do it? When there's so many people that are on social media, I need to stay connected to. Do you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's a big thing. It's a big issue. And my simple answer is this. To anybody that's listening, let me tell you this. If Allah saw benefit and barakah in their relationship with you, Allah will not, not take that person away from you. Allah will make sure to keep your connection alive with them. 
And that's exactly what happened to me. Wallahi, that's the exact same thing that happened to me. That all the brothers that I needed in my life, that I wanted in my life, Wallahi, Allah brought them to me, kept them close to me. Those are the brothers that came talking to me afterwards. Wallahi, bro. How great is Allah, bro? Just do something for the sake of Allah and he will replace it with that which is better. Allah, subhanAllah. And you know, your your story is, is, is a good example of people who want to leave social media, but think, you know, how am I going to get rid of all my followers? This is something mm. I've amassed. But at the end of the day, it's all empty, right? And uh, the great scholar Maulana Rumi said, your audience is always an audience of one, which is Allah. I, I will lie. I just, I was, I was literally going to interrupt you to stop you because I was just listening to your podcast, the, the new one earlier today uh-huh. when you with Anhel. That's the one thing I was like, bro, like, that's it, man. That's it. When I heard that, I was like, wow, subhanAllah. So, like, care to explain, like, you know, if people haven't looked at the last episode, inshallah, bro, go ahead. There's only one person at the end of the day who you should really be focusing on, right? No matter how many followers you have, you only have one follower. Don't be deluded. You don't have a hundred. You don't have a thousand. You only have one follower. And if you're going to cater to those thousands of people who follow you instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, well, then you become the biggest loser. And I'm including myself in that category. Right, especially when you're a content creator, you're always thinking about numbers. How can I maximize my audience? But at the end of the day, you know, you know, I, I told myself, I said, um, if I ever ended the podcast because I felt not enough people were watching, then I was the biggest loser on the planet because Allah was always watching. Uh, and that means I quit my podcast because I didn't get enough attention from other people, and the attention of Allah didn't matter to me. Hmm. And so that, that's ultimately the disease, of social, the, the disease of social media. But, you know, one of the most profound Quran verses I've really just been contemplating on recently, mm-hmm. which aligns with your story, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ بَصَائِرُكُمْ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, listen to this very deeply. Mm-hmm. It says, there has come to you insights from your Lord. Whoever takes those insights it'll be a benefit for them. And you talked about how one day you just had this drive Mm. where you're just like, I need to just, this is what I need to do. I need to get away from social media. I need to get away from TikTok because it's corrupting my heart. That's Mm. an insight that came from Allah. Allah's placed that insight. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, bro. Allahu Akbar, wow. You You didn't randomly arrive at it. Right? No, no. You know, I was talking to my teacher. He's like, you know, sometimes we're just like sitting, you know, eating food, and mm-hmm. we'll just get this remarkable idea in our mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, you didn't come up with that idea. You were eating. That's so true. He said, Allah put that idea into your mind. That's the insight that you've received from Allah. And people food- call it epiphanies. Epiphanies, like exactly. Yeah. And the mm. fool is the one who ignores those signs and acts as mm. if you know they don't happen because Allah will speak to you in your life. Mm. Allah mm. will speak to you through his signs. Mm. And sometimes those signs are words that come off the tongue of other people. Well, I Some, and sometimes you're, you know, somebody says something to you and you're like, I really needed to hear that. Mm. That, came, that came from Allah. And that's, that's mm. the way Allah speaks to you. And Allah will send you hardships in your life to show you to return back to Allah. SubhanAllah. Right? And so it's, you know, when we talk about motivation and changing one's life, you can't change your life completely and become 
an illuminated, enlightened person without having somewhat of a spiritual revolution in the heart. Mm. You cannot ignore that inward component because the people who have that inward component are able to transcend the difficulties that life will throw upon them. And so mm. when somebody is afflicted with hardship, rather than telling themselves, you know, I'm going to get over this, they remind themselves that every moment that I'm sitting and this pain is killing me, whether mm. it's cancer, whether it's diabetes, whether it's a surgery that a person has to go through, they know that every single hardship is just removing all of their sins. That's well, and that that's something like, you know, when you said, when you went through your, your predicament was Bolai, I don't even, was it earlier this year? Or was it yeah, yeah, it was earlier this year, a year ago. Earlier this, oh yeah, earlier this year, about a year ago, right? So that that's something like, that was the first time I ever heard about that through you, that like your sins are being erased while you're in this, this hardship. And bro, that perspective, like how great is Allah to give you that, to show you that like, yes, you might be going some, through something that seems horrible, but just know I'm using it as a means to make sure I like erase all your sins. Wow, wow bro. Like that mercy, that mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has is, is mad. And there's something like, bro, I, just, I have it. I have it here in my phone. I really wanted to share this with people. I think it's it's absolutely it's crazy. Like everybody should hear this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Zaid ibn Thabit reported the message of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, "Whoever is concerned about the world, Allah will disorder his affairs, make poverty appear before his eyes. He will not get anything from the world but what has been decreed for him. Whoever is concerned about the hereafter, however, Allah will settle his affairs, make him content in his heart. And listen to this last part. Allah, this last part is amazing. It's, it's wow." The world will come to him, although he is reluctant towards subhanAllah. Imagine that, bro. It, like, just to paraphrase it, basically, right? Uh, the source is uh, Sinan Ibn Majah, by the way. Um, basically, like, just to paraphrase, like, when you chase dunya, dunya will run away from you. Hmm. But when you chase akhara, the dunya chases after you, bro. Can you imagine? And that's one thing I want to tell people that are listening. If you were to take something from this podcast, right, besides what Ahmed was talking about, you know, um, with sleep schedules and, you know, managing your time 100%, make sure that when you start to implement that, revolve it around your deen. Don't let deen revolve around your, your, your schedule. No, that's not what you should be doing. No. Because the second you start doing that, khalas, it will fall apart regardless of what you do. As hard as you might want to, like, try and keep trying and keep going – it will always fall apart. Mm. That's the one big difference that I've seen with the two years and for my first two years in university versus my third year right now. I've put, I've made it, I've made it like my sole dedication to make sure that at least, even if it's one ayah, even if it's two, three ayahs, even if it's one word from the Quran, at least read it, at least read it, consume it. Whether you're listening to it, whether you're reading it, whether you're memorizing, khalas, get it done. You know what I'm saying? Make sure your prayers are on point, mm -hmm. right? Make sure your bad is on point. Keep that taqwa strong in your heart. Keep praying praying to Allah every day, five times a day. And if you have the ability to do this one thing that I'm about to say right now, I promise you it will change your life. Go to the masjid. Wallahi, go to the masjid. If you're a brother in Islam, you could pray at the masjid. You got a car. You got your feet that you could walk to the masjid. Go to the masjid. It has changed my life. Wallahi, changed my life. Aisha and Fajr. Isha and Fajr, subhanAllah. That's, that's one thing I'll tell people that are listening. And, you know, my teacher told me today, he said, if you want to know where Allah stands with you, 
see where you stand with Allah. See where you see where Allah fits into your life. Where have you fit Allah into your schedule? Is Allah your second, third, fourth, or prior, fifth priority? And if so, then don't don't be don't be shocked when Allah make, does the same with you. Allahu Akbar! Wow, wow, bro, hit the spot online. Right? It's 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 really you know this is uh, again people have a very superficial understanding of the religion, but they don't understand that. When they read, the more they dedicate into the religion, the more barakah they see in your life. I mean, look, think about this, okay? Whether you want to make it, you know, into a professional league, whether you, whatever, whatever goal or ambition you have in life, think about the biggest, imagine you want to be the richest person in the world, right? True. Imagine you have the biggest ambition ever. Just know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can make it happen easily. So while you're out here doing your work, you're trying to make ends meet, where is that dua happening? Are you making that dua at the hajju time? At a time where if you ever want a dua accepted, where Allah descends to the last third of the night, the mercy of Allah descends on the last third of the night, are you sleeping at that time? And imagine this, imagine the mercy of Allah descends on that last third of night and Allah calls out saying, you know, where are my servants that I'm going to descend my mercy upon? And then Allah looks at you and you're sleeping. And Allah says, had my servant been awake calling upon me, I would have answered everything that he wanted. And then the next day starts again. And the last third of the night, the mercy descends again. And again, you're sleeping. And you missed that opportunity. Right? It's, it's something I think about often. Because success, yeah, success only comes through Allah. And any... Anything that you want to do success in, you know, it's it's extremely important to find the balance between having a, a spiritual relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of uh, of uh, tying your camel and placing your trust in Allah. And yeah. just recently, you know, I, we, were, we were reading the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and my teacher had said that the Prophet sallallahu was always making dua, but at the same time, he was always out there trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to reach the people? I'm going to meet with this tribe. I'm going to mm. speak in their dialect with them. I'm going to send a person who's best suited for it. And the Prophet worked extremely hard. The success, mm. the Prophet didn't just sit and make dua. The Prophet mm. worked harder than anybody. And the, the, this new book is actually coming out next month called Muhammad, the World Changer. And the, and, and the author argues that the Prophet gave birth. To the modern world that the modern world doesn't begin but that is our model of excellence that is our mm. model for motivation and yeah. the way the prophet sallallahu um, uh, used his time is one third was dedicated towards the people the community mm. with the work that he was doing sallallahu one third of one third of his day was spent on his family talking to his children talking to yeah. his wife and then the last third of the night was dedicated to Allah. Sure. The last third of the night. And you know, I think about this hadith often where the Prophet is praying Salah. And um, Aisha radiallahu anha says, Oh Messenger of Allah, um, God has forgiven you know all of your mistakes. You know, and you know, you have all these bruises and stuff on your foot. Um, why do you do all of this? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa responds and says, Could I not be a grateful servant? 
Uh, and that's that's dude, and just to build off of what you're saying right now, is like Allah tells us Allah tells us in the Quran himself is his promise that if you are grateful, I will only increase you. I will only increase. That's the only thing we'll do. So so why are we stopping ourselves from being grateful for what we have? Being grateful for the opportunities that we've been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? It's just bro, he will only increase. Can you imagine? Can you imagine like you're given so much, right? Given all this stuff, like everything you can imagine, and Allah still says, "I'll give you more. Just make sure you're grateful." Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Humble yourself for me. It's, it's it's very interesting just looking at you because you went from, you know, a TikTok star, um, <laughs> and now you've you've lost, you know, thousands of thousands of followers, mm. but now your life is better than ever. Well, lie. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And one thing I wanted to say earlier. Um, it's just to think about this. Think about this, right? When you when you do something for the people and in turn it displeases Allah, Allah will make sure that the people are displeased with you. But if you do something for the sake of Allah, right? And in turn that displeases the people, Allah will make sure the people are going to be pleased with you. Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah, bro. SubhanAllah. And you have to hold that. You have to hold that within yourself. You have to run deep with your morals, Right? As long as those morals are connected to Allah and connected to Islam, right? Don't ever fold on them. That's one thing I did. I did. I have big regret about that. I'll fold on my own morals. I folded on Allah. When you fold on Allah, everything folds on you. Mm. Everything will fold on you. You, you, your life just like that's it, man. Allah, it goes. It, it slowly, slowly but surely, it deteriorates. You don't notice it. You don't see, it. and that's the crazy thing about it. Mm-hmm. It won't happen right away. It won't happen right away. It will happen at a gradual pace. And the scary thing about it is that what if Allah doesn't give you the ability to realize that that's the reason, mm. that it's, it's going down? What if you are stuck in a state where Allah will, will never let you see it? You know what I'm saying? That's one scary thing, bro. And even for myself, because I'm still susceptible to it. I'm still a human being, you know what I'm saying? But mm. that being said, I know Allah, Allah is always protecting me. Allah has got me. Because mm-hmm. if, if Allah is coming down in that last day of the night, he's sending his mercy upon, like, you know, the whole world. Like, just, like, wake up. Like, ask me what it is you want. I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you. All you have to do is wake up. And mm-hmm. you think about, bro, I don't know. I, I know I know you and I had this conversation. A little part of it was, you know, how can we wake up for work so easily? But we can't wake up for the one that provides us with the work, the one that provides us with the money, the one that provides oh. us with the food. Right, and it always runs deep inside me. Like I'm like, wow, I just missed pleasures today, but I woke up for work. How did that work? How is that possible? Why am I not scared of Allah? Why am I not scared of Allah? Because He's the one who's taking care of. Me. He's the one. He's the boss. He's the king of all kings, bro. Subhanallah. He's the king of all kings, man. Subhanallah, man. And you know, it's it all goes back to this point of success comes from Allah, and that's why Allah mm. says in the Quran, "وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا." Whoever has, you know, God consciousness, um, yeah. Allah will give them an exit strategy. And Allah will give mm. them money and means in ways they never saw that they could achieve. Allah. Wow. And the wow. doors, the doors open. And just that, what the, and then the ayah continues. And whoever places their trust in Allah, know that that's sufficient. Mm. But the promise that Allah is making here is, is if you remain with that taqwa, with that God consciousness, and you continue to work, 
money will start coming in in ways you would have never imagined. Yeah. And one of my one of my teachers told me he said uh, you know he had a very rough childhood growing up, uh, yeah. very little money, no university education, but he became an imam. Um, and just recently, I was speaking to him, and he said, "Bro," he said, "Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah." money is just flowing in at a crazy rate and i don't even wow i don't even know he's like i don't even know what to do with it the more that i give the more allah gives back to me and i just Mm. he said this is the proof this is the proof that the more you give in the sake of allah the more will come the Mm. more will come and at the end of the day allah is the one who provides oh yeah and allah says in the quran Allah is saying, I'm not asking you to give me provisions because I am the provider. Yo, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't be deluded. Like, I don't need you to provide for me because I am the one who gives. And so when, you know, when you feel a bit stingy and you're like, you know, I don't want to donate to this cause. It's like, don't you know, Allah is the one that's providing for you. That's not your money. Mm. You were never the one who obtained it. Allah is the yeah. one who gave it to you. And the means that he gave it to you is through your boss or through the customers. But Allah is the one who provides. And don't ever delude yourself into thinking, oh, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah and therefore Allah has to do something for me. Yeah. Allah doesn't owe you anything. Allah does not owe you anything. And that's why on the day of judgment, the man shows up and he says, he comes with all his good deeds, with all the money he donates, all the salahs that he had. And he comes very arrogant and he says, Allah, enter me to paradise with my good deeds. Mm. Allah says, oh, you want me to judge you by your good deeds? Okay. Allah, okay. So let me put all your good deeds on this scale. Okay. And let me just take out your eyeball and just put just the tiny eyeball oh. on this side. And the, the eyeball weighs significantly oh, more. Oh, and the oh, man yeah. realizes, he realizes his mistake. And he says, Allah, enter me through your mercy. Mm. And Allah enters him through his mercy. So Allah is the one who provides. And don't matter what situation you're in, if you're doing something for the sake of Allah, the money will come. The means will come. The assistance will come. In ways yeah. in which you would never thought. Randomly, people will be coming to you with business opportunities. People will be coming to you saying, you know, we'd love to hire you. You know, we want to donate towards your cause. The money will come. When I was starting this podcast, you know, I did an online fundraiser um, just trying to buy equipment for everything. I had no idea where the money was going to come. But my yeah. Nia was, you know, I just, I don't want to make a profit, but I just want to help the community. I just want to help people improve their lives, help them with the yeah. problems. And subhanAllah, money came in the thousands. SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. That's what it is, bro. And Wait, you, under- again, you never see it. You don't know where it's going to come from. That's what exactly. Jaya is saying. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's that uncertainty. Like you just like, you step back and you put everything on Allah's control. You're like, khalas, like this is it. But that being said, like, you still do what you got to do. Like we said, tie your camel. You know what I'm saying? But realize that everything comes from Allah, right? Even that drive that you're given, the motivation that you have, all comes from Allah. And tying that back to what we're really talking about right now, right? Everything that we touched on, right, is, is, is about, we're trying, to, we're trying to make sure people stay motivated. Motivated to get through their day, to stay disciplined, you know, to keep on their management with their time and whatnot. It will all revolve around Allah, bro. It will all revolve around back to deen. If your deen is right, your life is right. And that's just how it is. And, bro, and for people that just just, just think that it's like, it's not real. Wallahi, I'm a living proof of this. I am. 
I went through so much. I went through so much, you know, last year, the year before that with myself where I was not prioritizing Allah. I was never doing that. And something that I heard was something that's so profound. A brother, like I was just to lecture. I forget who it was, bro. But he says, he's like, what makes you think, right? What makes you think that when you're delaying salah, you're delaying your praise to Allah, Allah is going to give something to you that you want right away. If you're delaying salah, best believe Allah is going to delay life for you. Allah is going to delay success for you, right? Hmm. Get on top of your ground with your deen. Take care of Allah. Allah will take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Right? And, and, take and, care of their deen. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, th I think it goes back to the topic of how are we defining success? And how mm. are we defining wealth and a wealthy person? Because the traditional person will say, well, the wealthiest person is the one who has the most money. Mm. But is that what the Prophet said? Prophet said, and I'm paraphrasing that, the wealthy person is not the one who has the most money or the most provisions, but the one who is most content. That is the true determiner of success. Because you, you can make the decision. You can, you can follow the path of shaitan, which is the path of focusing on this world and becoming successful at the cost of the mm. next world. Mm -hmm. Right? At the end of the day, for us, the, the hereafter is really what we're chasing. But when you focus on your deen, you, fo you really focus on it and you study it very in-depthly, your outwardly success will change too. And that's why the, some of the greatest, most influential, most intellectual human beings that ever existed were people from the Muslim civilization, the people who created right. algebra, who created modern medicine, who created modern astronomy, mathematics, engineering, yeah. all of these sciences. You, I, Today I was just reading about Al-Khawarizmi, the man who founded the science of algebra. Right. And on his book where he found where he finds algebra where, where he he first lists his idea out the first couple chapters are just dedicating to praising allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he says i'm wow. doing this he says i'm he's like i created the science of algebra just so i can figure out how inheritance laws work in the quran because we need a better method wow. to this. wow bro look at the intention behind that bro and subhanallah this and you have you have a man like Ibn al Haytham, who even if you search his name up on Google, right, you will uh, it will say he's the founder of modern day optics. And Isaac Newton based a lot of his things off him. Ibn al Haytham said, you know, I'm only doing the science because I really want to understand the will of Allah, like how yeah. Allah did this. And he begins his books by giving salawat, praising Allah subhanahu wa taala. So these were people of balance who mastered yeah. both the inwardly and the outwardly. And that's who the most successful person is. The most successful person is not Elon Musk. It's not Jeff Bezos. Because at the end of the day, let's see how they fare on the day of judgment. Let's see who the really successful pe people yeah. are. And we have members of our community who are extremely rich at both the dunya level, but also in the akhira level. And those are the people that we should strive after towards. People like Mansa Musa, people like uh, Abdul Rahman Ibn Auf, who during the time mm -hmm. of the Prophet ﷺ used to finance Salah, all Salah. of the wars. Uthman used to, radiallahu anhu, who used to finance the wars. So these were people mm -hmm. of inward and outward, and that's how a person changes their life. That's yeah. how you receive the motivation, is when you do an in-depth analysis, and when you start moving away from the disease of social media. Because at the mm -hmm. end of the day, social media, as, uh, as one philosopher said, 
he said, if you leave social media for 10 years and you come back, everything will be the same. <laughs> everything. That ain't the truth. That everything the truth, will be the same. People will continue to be posting about their accomplishments. They'll be getting more personal. In reality, though, there's, there's something that they're really craving for in their soul. And mm-hmm. the people who are spending the most amount of time on social media are also the people who are most uncontent with their life and the ones mm-hmm. who, are give, who, who wish that they could be in other people's position. Just, just to say something really quickly. One of my brother's friends, he's been one of my close friends too for the past 10 years. Uh, he's a non-Muslim brother. But this is something he said that was so profound. I still, to this day, ever since he said this, ever since he said this, to this day, I still keep it in my heart. But one thing he said was this. The reason why you post, the reason why you get a car, the reason why you buy a house, the reason why you dress well, the reason why you do so many things in your life, you chase an, an accolade, an achievement. The only reason you're doing it is because you want a reaction. Hmm. And when you... When you, when you put yourself in that position and you really think about it, wallahi is pathetic. Wallahi is pathetic. Like, you're actually doing it so that someone can look at you like, damn, like, he's doing something with his life. Like, are you serious? Like, because you're, you're after that one reaction. What happens after that you get that reaction? They're going to take their stuff, their luggage, and move on with their lives. They're going to keep going with their lives. They're not mm. going to care about you. So why? Exactly. Why bother? And, you know, this is, this, is, this is a very harsh thing I'm about to say, but people need to hear it. Mm. This, is, this, is, this is my message to the men. Um, mm. She doesn't give a damn where you're going for lunch. You don't need to post and let her know where you're going for lunch or for dinner. Mm-hmm. You're posting an Instagram story just so that she could see it. You don't care about anybody else. You only care about her and you only want her to see it. Give up on that. You, she doesn't need to see your late night driving with your hand on the no, wheel. This is, no way. Like, to all my brothers, man, this is pathetic. <laughs> well, I, bro. And, you know, like, you know, we can we can speak on that because, like, you know, somewhat, somewhat, like, we've maybe tasted it. But, like, uh, it just it doesn't bring you any sort of real contentment, real fulfillment. Because what happens when they see it? And they don't react the way that you wanted them to. What Disappointment. Happens? right disappointment, disappointment. is reality yeah. plus expectations equals disappointment exactly why 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 would you put yourself at a position again where you're taking away from your full potential your full energy you're putting what one percent two percent three percent into that negative affair like you know that unnecessary vibe and all of a sudden you're like you're wondering oh my god why am i not at 100 why am i not like able to do this why why am i constantly thinking about that one thing that little little minor thing when i could be like doing this you know it's getting in the way of my life bro it's you're the one to blame mm-hmm. you're the you're the one who's sitting in the position of control and you're the only one to blame you are whatever you think about it's what you manifest bro mm-hmm. you think about it's what, I'm, what you manifest and if you're going to be clouded if you're going to be clouded with with women, with money, with, you know, with what's unnecessary dunya-related things, that's what's going to happen. And, you, you know, I, there was this shocking statistic. You know, I might be off by a couple percentage, but it said that the bottom 98% of men chase after the bottom uh, 2% of women and, uh, <laughs> and uh, 98% of women chase after the, 2% of, the top 2% of men. And so 
my message to the men is, you know, we need more high value men out there. Right. Mm. And that's ultimately what, you know, a woman, you know, a, a, a righteous woman is really going to chase after. She doesn't care right. about the type of car. If, if a woman's going to marry you because of the car that you have, you're marrying the wrong woman. And exactly. I'll say that again. If the woman that you are marrying is marrying you simply because you drive a nice car, you found the wrong wife. Oh, straight up. Straight so, up. you know, our, our men, especially our university men, really need to understand these points. And to all of us, you know, none of us are perfect, but like, you know, get in your bag, man. Just put your head down, get off, wow. get off social media and just get Preach, to work. Brother. Preach, brother. Just straight up. Get, well, I, bro. get to work. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is, bro. That's what it uh -huh. is. Like, stop getting complacent. Put it down. Right, right. What you gotta do down? If you need to, just get in your bag, get in your tunnel vision, mm -hmm. see what you gotta get to, and think about it every day. Think about it, like, yo, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. And this is something I told Ahmed. I told Ahmed like last year, right? And this was about making it into pharmacy school. What did I tell you, Ahmed? I said it's either like I get in or I, I die trying. Uh, you know uh, I, I get in or I die trying, bro. Like it is what it is. Uh, there's 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 no other option that that's it bro and uh, if you keep thinking that if you keep feeling that bro like some point some point in your life you're gonna make it bro you just have to uh, believe it man you have to believe it put your trust in Allah believe that it's gonna happen why are you doing that why are you doing that right don't forget about Allah don't forget uh, about it because uh, that's where true success comes from that's where everything really uh, divert I mean diverges from yes uh, that's all i was about to converge but you know yeah, yeah. but you but just you know even recently here i'm just like my knee and my intention right away is like look i'm not taking anything less than a 4.0 gpa like i'm not taking anything underneath it and i got my test back and i got i got 95 percent Allah, everybody everybody Allah, everybody's congratulating me and i'm pissed and i'm like where did i miss these marks exactly why didn't it why exactly. didn't i get a 10 yeah. And I was pissed and I went to office hours. I fixed it. And then I got the 10 and I'm like, look, this is, this is the bar minimum. There's nothing underneath this. Bro, I'm not yeah. getting anything lower than a 4.0 because I need to get into the best schools, whether if I'm trying right. to get into a law school or whatever, I'm trying to get into the best schools in the world. Exactly. There's no other option. There's no other option. And there's one, there's one thing. There's one thing I want to say is that the, uh, this is, this is actually, I took from listen to the boys T3M, of course. Huh. Um, it's something Angel said, bro. He said, he's like, and they all agree on this. It's like the big, one of the big topics they like always like, you know, touch on is that the biggest problem a person can have is not knowing that they have a problem, right? If, bro, sit down, reflect on what's going on with your life. Take the negative, take the positive. Whatever is inhibiting your process to success, get rid of it. Don't even think about it. Just get rid of it. Just like what I did, bro, what I did with, with social media, with certain people in my life. I didn't think, I didn't think. I was like, I'm going to do it. I said, I'm going to do it. You bring no benefit to my life. You bring no success to my life. You're inhibiting my process. I'm getting rid of it. I don't care. Because at the end of the day, who's my only follower? Allah. Hmm. Who's the only one that's looking down at me? Allah. And who am I re returning to? Allah. Who am I going to be alone with at the end of the day? Allah. So why, why does your companionship, why does your recognition, why does your, you know, thoughts on what's going on with my life matter? Mm. It shouldn't, bro. It shouldn't. Exactly. Anything that's bringing you toxicity, just remove it. Just exactly. remove it, you know, and social Hello. media is social media is the number one thing. 
Cut it out simply. You don't need it. So I think I think that's that's a good point to end off on. Um, mm. Is you know as a reminder, obviously to both of ourselves and to everybody is, you know, just just get in your bag, get in your bag, that's it. and that's it will it, it will all pay off in those years to come. Inshallah, yeah. if you put in the work, and again it's the balanced approach. You put in the work and you make the dua. Both of them, you give a hundred and ten percent in each. You go all the way, and inshallah, within the next couple of years, you'll look back and you'll say, man, I used my time properly, man. Alhamdulillah, exactly. I'm exactly. happy where I ended up. And you can smile knowing that, you know, you not only did you please, you know, your family and took care of their needs, but you also pleased your creator. It's never too late. Allah, it's never too late. Don't, for those who are watching, don't think that, like, you know, if this, if, if this is in your qadr that Allah has given to you, that you're watching this, Mm-hmm. take it as a sign man take it as a sign because it's not it's not us that like you know we're willing mm-hmm. coming to speak to you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. allah put it in you in you the insight like we spoke on the insight allah gave you that to click on this video to watch this video to listen to this podcast so take what you can from it you know mm-hmm. don't just leave it in the dust take mm-hmm. what you can because what if this is allah's last calling to you mm-hmm. you never know and just just trust the process Everything ultimately mm. works out in the end. Just trust the process and trust the one who created the system. Oh, the I one who it. created all the rules. Exactly. So, so, so. so I think with that, we'll end. Jazakallah khair, Ayad. Um, I think this was a quite beneficial conversation. Alhamdulillah. And uh, Alhamdulillah. hopefully people found this of benefit. And please you know, let us know in the comments um, if, if there was something that you felt was profound, something that you think you're really struggling with that you think we should have a nice discussion on. And inshallah, by all means, we can do it. So with that, take care, everybody. Inshallah, we'll look forward to seeing you for our next session. And salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.